the red light is on. We're recording. It is Doc Talk with Dr. Jenna Burton. We're going to be talking menopause. We that's, are. That's where we're going. Well, we were going to talk about pregnancy, and then we yeah. realized we've done that. We've been there. We could do it again, though. But we should sort of close the chapter <laughs> with menopause. <laughs> I, I, we've closed the loop. Oh, this is going to be fun. We're, we're coming to you from the Epic Podcast Studio at the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. Jenna does all sorts of great things. If you're not following what she's doing on YouTube, give us a quick shout out. Where can we find you on YouTube? Dr. Florence? Yeah. So um, as part of my, I like to think early midlife crisis, um, I've set up an educational platform to teach children. I've got another video that's going to come out as soon as I've finished here. And we're trying to teach about various different health things. It's called Dog to Florence. That's D-O-G-T-O-R Florence. There we go. Go give that a look. Thanks for that, James. Yeah, but we're going to be talking menopause today, and this is kind of cool. Uh, one of us will go through <laughs> menopause, the other won't. Well, well, there there is there is that talk, though. Well, there is debate in um, communities, and we sort of talk about it a bit in mm. the medical profession, about the fact that men gradually tend to lose testosterone as they get older and I think it's colloquially referred to as male menopause but it's not quite the same as for women. It's not quite the same at all like (laughs) you know and you've got perimenopause and and that's you know as you're as you're at the the front end of these changes and look I've been around women who've gone through menopause and who've gone through a variety of different ways of coping with it from hormones uh, supplements to doing nothing and as much as people say men go through menopause, there's no way I've ever gone through anything that I've been witness to. And with some of these, some women, it's been a cakewalk. And it's just like, you know, it happens and it happened. And for others, it's been debilitating. Yeah. And also, there's two aspects to it. Yeah. So there's very definitely a physiological aspect. And there's also a huge mental aspect yeah. as well. Both from the point of, God, am I really at that age now that <laughs> well, I'm going through menopause? That's the thing. It's Dear like, Lord, what's happened to me? I'm that old. I'm this, I remember my mother. Yeah. Yes. And let's face it, when we look at generations come by, so for our parents, the generation before seemed even older. For us, <laughs> the gen, my, you know, I remember my mom at my age and she was definitely a lot older than I am, I think. <laughs> And and so that's quite distressing to realise that we're reaching that phase that our parents were at and we remember it. Yeah. And also for the, for a woman to feel unattractive, to feel like there's so many young women out there and yet look at me, but also menopause in its, itself, it really affects our hormones and hormones are known to have a huge impact on mental health. Okay, so let's, let's put in the full... What is menopause? So menopause usually occurs around the age around 48 to 55. Oh in women and it's when our hormones go through effectively almost like the end of this cyclical period of usually progesterone and estrogen and it's when our menses which is a medical term for periods and tend to stop so people think that it just happens all of a sudden often Uh, and people feel like right that's it but no, you have a perimenopause period where over sort of four years... That's a long time, four yeah. years. <laughs> well, and again, it varies for some people. So for some people, they're going through men- perimenopause now and they don't even realise it. Uh. For a lot of women, they start to get hot flashes. Their periods become irregular. The type of bleeding changes for them. They might get more symptoms of um, premenstrual syndrome. Um, oh, okay, hold on, hold on. So And then, hang on, and then when you get to menopause, it's actually one year without your period so that's ah. when you've actually reached you reach 
menopause and then you go into the postmenopausal period. So so let's back up to perimenopause. And while we've put in a, a rough age, it could happen a lot earlier. Yeah. So if you've had, you know, a hysterectomy, if you've got other things that are going on with that that are interrupting hormones, you could start this process even much earlier. Actually, you can start it at almost any age. And if it happens before the age of 40, it's considered ovarian failure. Oh. Yeah, and that's when, you know, sadly, it's a cause for a lot of women why they can't childbear. They're not able to have children. Because let's face it, when we're going through menopause, what we're saying is that you are no longer of an age and your body is no longer able to carry children. Uh, so, you know, okay. that's it's really important. That's why a lot of women feel like they fight the clock, as it were. In order I hear to that all the time from people. <laughs> I hear that all the time. I had an even worse expression. It's terrible. But it was saying that women get desperate to meet somebody at a certain stage yeah. because... Oh, I shouldn't have even started this now. Because they're in Last Chance Saloon. Yeah. And, it, yeah. it, and it is true that women definitely... Um, we're going off on a slightly different tangent now, but women definitely become like obsessed about having children and I remember an obstetrician saying to me you have so many basic needs in life and if you took away your ability to find food you would you would automatically instantly become obsessed with finding food because it's a basic need and one of our basic things as a woman what we were here on earth to do is to reproduce and obviously people make their decisions these days but if you are someone of the mindset I want to have children and you feel like time is running out for you you become obsessed with it and it's mm. not it's not that they're crazy it's not for any other reason than because it is biologically written into us mm. and it, you know it's quite a sad thing really yeah. because people have got careers they're busy we're busy partying till an older age um, it's not always on our mind at 21 to have children, which is biologically when we should be having our children. You know what? And, and just from an energy level as a parent, 21's a great age. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, we, how old were you to have children? Uh, 30. You're still quite young. Yeah, yeah. I, was still, I was still quite young. So Yeah, I, even I had my boys 31, just about to turn 32, and Neve at 35. Yeah, 35. Yeah. And I... I the whole whole experience was totally different, yeah. mainly because I also had other children yeah, to sure, care sure. for, but also the whole pregnancy, everything. I definitely felt like it took more of a toll on my body. Like I, yeah. I, I knew I had aged. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm always envious of of young parents just because they've got more energy. I always feel they got more energy, and yeah. and then I'm, you know, look, I'm I'm a great age with my kids, so it's it's fine. But younger parents, when the kids are in their twenties and thirties, the parents are still, you know pretty young too so it's it's just a, an interesting thing and it's you know it's we're well off track but it's it's that well i've got to have the better job and i've got to have more money and i got and it's like you're never going to have the better job or the more money it's like that's well you get your life back quicker to yeah. go and get that get those jobs so uh, you know there's no right or wrong and that doesn't mean that we're being ageist about people that no uh, want to no. have children at an older age no. it's just that biologically it's it's more challenging yeah yeah, but that is the, that is the, the trend, and that is what's happening. And then more and more. once you have children, you've got a good twenty years of your life or more that that is really focused on these these going from babies to young adults, and then finally they might move out, and then you're an empty nester. And you know what? 
it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, James. You, you tell me every week how much you miss the boys. Oh, I, 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 hey, don't get me wrong. I miss my boys, but I also like being able to do stuff without my boys. But you know what's funny? And I think that this is something before we carry on with our talk of menopause that we should mention. We're so accommodating these yeah. days of people having children older. Yeah. We're all for it. We're like, go for it. You can do it. <laughs> Fine. But let's also medically just wind back and say, that's great. There is more of a risk the older you have uh, children. And that's not a problem if you want to still go for it. And you have you were educated yourself on the fact that the older you are, the more the more risks that there are. But also we're quite discriminatory towards people that want to have children young. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you go, you know, however old you are, you want to go and have children, that's great. But we should also be a little bit yeah. more open to younger people that um that have made an educated decision to have children because biologically that is uh. that's better. But we have, we've become almost we've we've <laughs> almost we tell all our, the, you know, our yeah. young 20-year-olds that they shouldn't so, have children yeah, yet. You're no, far too young. Yeah. Like, you're kidding? Have them. That's a great time to have kids. I, I think it. whatever is right for yeah, you Whatever's right family. for you, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back to this whole idea yeah. of perimenopause. And so I want to just go through, the, you know, the, the basic the journey. the journey and talk about the things that are going on. And we've already set up that, hey, there are, this is not exclusive and there are many things that can happen in between these cycles that could interrupt things. But there's no question that there is a lead up to menopause, which is having no flow for a year. Yeah. No flow. Uh, no flow. Such, such a male way of saying it. So, <laughs> How would you say it? No uh, period? Don't have yeah, no yeah, period. yeah. I think that's quite a British thing. Or I'd say menses to okay, um, so. my medical colleagues. But we can say whatever. The point is, is that when we get to perimenopause, Things are very insidious. Is so there a checklist that I can, that we can that, that women have that say, oh, it's it's starting? Because the other thing is, because well, we'll go through what perimenopause is again. But do women talk about this to each other? Oh yeah. Okay. okay. We talk about everything, James. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think guys do as much as no. women, but no, we a lot of women do, and I encourage people to talk to their friends about it. Well, that's it. the thing; you have to talk. And I was just wondering, you know, do women talk to their 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 male counterparts about this stuff i don't know i think that is up to the individual woman i think years ago these things were very closed i remember my grandma telling me once that she used to have like a really bad stomach and she would never tell my granddad she'd never ever say whereas i don't know my feelings my wife shares all this stuff so exactly yeah yeah, it's we're open yeah and and i think that's a great thing that we are open because it allows us to realize we're not the only ones going through it that maybe you know jill our best mate she's going through it as well and it's okay it's normal and it also allows us to identify when things maybe aren't normal maybe this is quite extreme maybe i could go to the doctor and get some support so when we're approaching perimenopause insidious onset which means it's very gradual some people don't even know they're going through it Mm. some people get quite extreme symptoms which i think you alluded to it's hot flashes like full sweat not just a a flash a full body sweat and i've seen it's like what's going on that can also happen after you've given birth as well because it's the change in hormone levels that causes the hot sweats also estrogen is part of your body regulation like your your heat sorry your body bodily heat regulation uh-huh. and so as your estrogen starts to lower which is what happens in menopause estrogen and progesterone levels tend to become quite suppressed you know you're not able to regulate your heat your your temperature uh, as well and you see these ladies i mean comes over literally like yeah, yeah. a wave and they are sweating and absolutely dripping and, and then, it, then it stops then it stops and if you're sweating if you sweat you suddenly become quite cold 
right. as well, because as soon as you've sweat, you know, you've got all this water on your skin, which then, especially if you're in an air conditioning, <gasps> becomes really chilly. Think yeah. about in the summer when yeah, you've yeah. gone outside, yeah. it's roasting, then you get into the AC, you've got sort of water droplets on your skin, you become really cold very quickly. Um, so drenched in sweat, the one that we all know, um, can become quite low, a bit irritable, really extreme symptoms of, of premenstrual syndrome. So that can be feeling a bit down, being a bit irritable, just mm. a bit out of sorts, carbohydrate craving. Oh. Um, you can also get problems with fluid retention, which again can happen before periods for most women. Um, but it can be again more extreme. Uh, people will find that their cycles are a little bit different, so things aren't as regular as maybe they're used to. Maybe Which they're bleeding be, more or problem. less. Yeah, well, yeah, because it just your whole body effectively is out of sorts. Yeah, um, and yeah, I think they are they're pretty much the main symptoms. The, the other thing to say is a lot of women experience vaginal dryness. That can be uncomfortable. They might get more symptoms of thrush. They their libido changes, yeah. and I think that's for the better quite, or more or one. Well, yeah, you know yeah, where yeah, I'm going to say yeah. it's, it's not favourable <laughs> for either party, and yeah. um, and that co- can cause a lot of uh, issues friction. with the yeah. yeah with the relationship. The man's still raring to go, the woman has not got the appetite for it. It's uncomfortable for her now, yeah. um, and that can be quite distressing. And again, yeah. she starts to feel less like a woman. Uh-huh. So that adds to the already sort of taxation on the on your mental health so when a if, if, if when a woman starts going through perimenopause part of our thinking is there's got to be something i can do to help sp- yeah. speed this along or to help mask some of these you know the characteristics or is is that the way we want to think about this or is it just something that everyone's going to go through a woman are going to go through this and it just has to go its course well, years ago, when people started to go through perimenopause, they would be quite readily handed out HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy. Ah. You can't speed up the menopause. You <laughs> okay. can't slow so it down. down. <clears throat> it is it's, what it it's is. It's nature. But you can replace and top up the hormones for that lady. because it's is that the, good to do, though? It's the lack of hormones that cause the symptoms. There's a big ah. study a number of years ago that gave these huge, huge numbers for HRT causes breast cancer, HRT causes coronary artery disease, so heart attacks and and strokes and things like that. Um, It can cause endometrial cancer because estrogen and progesterone are the hormones that in different ways are related to endometrial cancer and breast cancer often. They, they, They play quite a large part. So the higher the hormones, the more you are subject to them, the rationale is, yes, you're more likely to get breast cancer and um, endometrial cancer. And, and this study showed it. So at that point, most doctors felt ooh, really uncomfortable in prescribing human, um, yeah. human <laughs> hormone yeah, replacement therapy. Um, and so a lot of women continue to suffer. There has subsequently been a lot more reports to show it depends on the individual person. What are your current risk factors for these things? Do you have familiar history? What is your lifestyle like? Do you smoke? Is it going to have more of an impact on your coronary artery disease? At what age did you go through menopause? If you go through early menopause, which is around the age of 40, um, then it's going to have a huge impact on your bone density because estrogen plays a big big part in how we regulate our bones. And so people can become osteoporotic, lose... um, lose the thickness and the density to their bones and therefore need to be on calcium and vitamin D tablets, um, lifelong really, um, to stop them having easy, fragile bones. So again, these people are more likely to go into hormone replacement therapy. And I think there is now the acceptance of we shouldn't fear HRT 
but we should use it sensibly in the right candidates. Mm. The symptom relief is almost instant, and I, I don't know many people that are on it that haven't don't say it's totally changed their life. And there's a lot more data that's coming out to support its use. So I think the study from years ago was maybe not entirely scaremongering, but I don't think it was reflective of of an appropriate use of HRT. And for anyone that is going through menopause, I would definitely say go and speak to your doctor about it for sure. Have a chat about you. Have a chat about your menopause. How severe are your symptoms? What are your risk factors? Maybe HRT might actually be of benefit to you and, and, and holistically as a whole actually reduce your risk factors for certain things. It, once one starts HRT, are they on it for life or do you no, kind of wean it's... off it after four or five years? Yeah, like you'll let someone go through the perimenopause period and it can be that they're on it for a long time, but at some point it'll be okay. At this point now, maybe the risk factors of being on it aren't worth taking it and we'll start to take you off it. So it doesn't tend to be something that's there for life. If if you're on the hormone replacement therapy, does you, does that does the menses continue then or does it still stop? No, they they tend to still stop. Okay. So and so again, it's just the other things the hormones Yeah. Do. I mean it might you know, it can it will change the menses for sure. Okay. But no, ultimately, you're still going to go through menopause. Okay. But so it's still going to end. Yeah, <laughs> it's still going to end. So, so people think that they're going to have periods forever. No, yeah. you won't. But your um, your hormones will be topped up and you will feel better and you will still have sort of a, a more normal type life and feeling more like yourself. I think that's okay. what people tend to say. Also, some people will go on antidepressant therapy oh, um, and okay. that can that actually can yeah. help with not just the mental health side of it, but also with the some of the hot flashes it can help with too. So would you do would you do them in together? It, it you know it just depends. The reason I said to, I said to James before we started this podcast, I'm not really a big fan of hormones, and the reason is is that I like things that are quite clean cut. Yeah. I like a start, a middle, and a finish. And with hormones, that's just never the case. Yeah. One thing has an impact on the other. They're also they're greatly intertwined. Um, so. And with each person, hormones affect different people in different ways. And so I can't say that, right, I would have a bog standard HRT, right, this is what I'd prescribe, and I'd give them an antidepressant with it. It it just does not not work like that. Let's get a feel for the the patient. Let's feel how how they are, what their symptoms are, what's the worst symptom that they're experiencing. Maybe an antidepressant might be appropriate for a short time, and then we can take that away, um, see them through for it for a number of of years, even just months. Yeah, very interesting. And it it almost, you know, as an, living as an expat, this going through this whole process, and if one does go for the hormone replacement therapy, the challenge is, if you move, you now got to find another, you know, yeah. doctor. You've got someone who's following your history. Not and- just that, but the other way around. We used to get um, in a clinic I worked in here in Dubai. People would come on a particular type of HRT, and they would arrive here, and we didn't have it. Oh, so we would have to change it. And obviously, every time you change the hormones, they do experience some level of symptoms. Um, so yes, international travel as well. When people go away for long periods of time, they need to have everything available to them. There's also now like people used to get patches or take tablets. There's also now functional medical cream that we ah, can use which okay. are more natural they're considered bioidentical hormones uh, and they're considered a lot more natural for the body and they're met with a little bit of resistance in the medical community but some people find that 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 is better they apply them to the skin before they go to bed um and and yet and, and it basically is absorbed by the body and it can act as a replacement but just in a slightly different fashion to how we would normally prescribe perimenopause obviously leads into menopause once a woman has reached menopause, what are the things that need to be 
considered? What what are, what are we looking at as far as being? There's no more menses. Yeah. What so else I think is, a lot of women would be glad about that. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> I think I think first of all acceptance. So bodies change after menopause as well, and the distribution of fats changes for. So it just for kind women. of moves around a little bit. It tends to become more centralized, um, okay. so it tends to be more around the middle. Um, it can actually change over time the way that you look, your face looks, the way that people often tend to lose fat in their face. And it's usually the subdermal fat, so the deep fat, which is the structure of the fat, and you tend to gain more um, superficial fat. So ah. it, it changes the way that the face is. You lack structure, but yet you become puffier in different areas. Um, it can cause thinning of the bones, and that affects... That's, I think that's a big one that I yeah. always hear about from folks. Yeah, well, you... you Whenever you think of somebody with a hip fracture or somebody that has broken their wrist after a certain age, I tend to always think of women as opposed to men because yeah. when I look at the wards, the um, ortho Jerry's ward I used to work on, the majority were women. doesn't mean men don't break bones, of course, but women tend to be more liable, and again, after menopause. So it, it, for everyone that's gone through menopause, it's worth a chat with your doctor. Do I need any medications to supplement or do I need to change my diet? Or my type of training to try mm. and help increase my bone density. Um, but that you know, again, you've, you've you've nailed a few things there. Training on how I'm you know doing, how, you know exercising, how I'm dealing with ladders, mobility issues might need to be considered. Do I need mobility aids? Maybe in certain contexts. Gosh, maybe James, I, do. I mean, this is what. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is why women struggle. This is why because we have it in our head that as soon as a woman goes through menopause, they're walking around with a zimmer frame. This is not the case. There's a lot of ladies. <laughs> I'm talking about age. What, 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 what if I'm like 87, you know, 90? Yeah, but that's well down the line. After menopause, you can still be, uh, you know, feel like a woman. What, I'm not without... going to have to wear a puffy suit that I can just, you know, kiss <laughs> you, I mean, you're right. We are talking about that sort of as we're getting really quite elderly. Would you consider yourself elderly? Because you are the no. prime age for menopause in a woman. Yeah, yeah, no. Exactly right. And I don't see yours in anywhere around here <laughs> but this is this so we, is we, this is the issue though, if we like, were going to play some copyrighted music we'd have uh shania twain's yeah i feel, feel like, like a woman, woman. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I used to love that song i love that album that was a, great, a great album, album. yeah a great album. um but Wouldn't yeah it be nice if shania twain came to dubai I think she's probably been at some point. Know. Quite a lot of the celebrities like to call in. Will Smith, a big fan of uh, coming by. Is he a big fan of Shania Twain as well? I don't know, probably. but maybe he might podcast with us. <laughs> and I'm sure. Anyway. I don't know how. I don't know how old Will Smith is, but look, he's our age. <laughs> My your age. age. Yeah, hey. Our age. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, this is this is the thing: is that the con- the misconception yeah. is uh, is it a misconception? Men get better with age. They age well. I don't know why. Majority of men tend to age well. And for women, we just feel like it's a slippery slope and everything goes downhill. I think all women age like Michelle Pfeiffer. Come on. I just see a bunch of Michelle Pfeiffers walking around. Well, I'm sure Michelle Pfeiffer looks good, but she's probably had quite a bit of work done as well. Oh, come on. Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't 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 know, James. I don't know, but I'm going to assume. She's in a song. She's in a song by, uh, who's that guy sings that song? I know know which one you mean by 24 Karat. I think that's the song. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they a lot of Hollywood celebrities look amazing. And the problem is, is it's quite unrealistic for Joe Bloggs on the street going through menopause to be able to feel the same way. It becomes harder. We put on fat a bit easier. Well, and that, I think that's, that's, 
the big one, isn't it? Also, as you you spoke about redistribution of body fat and different kinds of fat, and yeah, and and people have struggled for years to. They're in the gym. They're doing CrossFit. They're doing this. They're doing that to keep you know physically fit, keep the fat down, got the diet working, go through menopause can't control it and you're there with the husband who um you know they're feeling good about themselves potentially their wife suddenly doesn't want relations of an evening she finds it uncomfortable of which there are creams and pessaries that we can use to try and reduce the dryness down below but then they're not up for it it's uncomfortable for them and then you know maybe their eyes start to wonder and i think that women become exceptionally insecure at this ah, stage okay um, that they're not themselves, they don't feel themselves, they feel out of sorts. It's a really distressing time, mm. and I don't think we should underestimate how difficult it is. You know, look, it's happened to me at some point, and I don't, I don't like the thoughts of it either. I don't, I don't want to go through it. I want to yeah. be young forever. I find it hard to accept my age now, let alone another. There's yet another years. song there. Which one? Brian Adams, 18 Till I Die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, there's a soundtrack to this show. Is it, what was it? Is it Brian Adams that just shot through the heart and you're to blame? You give love a bad name. Who does that? Uh, no, that's someone else. I don't know. Anyway, it's a good song. Uh, I don't really bon know. Jovi. That that's Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know where that came from, but good song. Uh, I just thought it was the same singer. But you know, it's really, it's really distressing for us. And yeah. there's been a few doctors that have come out and they're saying, look, women don't have to suffer. This is the new data on menopause. This is the new data on HRT and I can help you. Yeah. And majority of general practitioners will be able to offer you aids and supplements that will help. There's quite a lot of natural supplements that can, that can support people. But if you don't follow, and this applies to you, the menopause doctor, the UK general practitioner now dedicates her entire practice to helping women with menopause, then you absolutely should. She is fantastic. She's got loads of podcasts, um, YouTube videos, etc., just talking about different aspects of the, the menopause. It's not something that we are in the dark about anymore. Mm. So we need to seek the resource that's out there. And uh, I was talking to you about uh, a group, Yamano. Yeah. is So I-A-M-E-N-O is how you can find that. And same kind of thing. It's, you know, great opportunity. Doctors there, other folks talking about menopause and talking about not just the physiological changes, but the psychological changes yeah. that those can, those can lead to. And I, you, you keep coming back to it. And this is part of it is it's physically happening to you. And it's like, oh, I'm about, my whole life has been here. And now suddenly I'm here. And then you've got the guys like me who are in the middle who are just, you know, maybe just fueling the fire because they've put like, you know, crash mats out all over the house because, you know, I don't want to <laughs> worry about, you know, brittle bones did i make you feel guilty about that james yeah so maybe well Cole and i on our last podcast we're talking about a zip line off the roof so oh wow what on earth i need to come in and listen to more of these podcasts <laughs> yeah. or just listen download it yeah your, your boys the- are your boys and are going to want this you're going to be want to be on that zip line off the roof of your place well we went hiking in Russell Kama on saturday and we got up to the top of the mountain and adjacent to us was the was the car park and we were like if we could just put a zip line because I had two little boys that didn't want to walk anywhere. A daughter that started to resemble tomato and we had no, no more sun cream in our bag. No. We were like, if we could just get down. Uh, but, the, but anyway, yeah, I will, I will start paying uh, more of a listen to you. <laughs> but this is a podcast about menopause. This so one, ish, yes. Yeah, ish. No, it is. Yes, it is. And I'm just trying to think, like, I think the takeaway messages with menopause are there is help. Yeah. It's stressful. And, and, and talk talk to not just your doctor, but talk to your you know friends. Talk to people who 
who are in, in your age group or above who've gone through yeah, all this and absolutely. just, you know, share stories because it's, it, it, as much as it's the same for everyone, it's a little bit different. But it's also, I think as a community, we are a bit ageist, aren't we? And yeah, I'd totally. say especially with women and, you know, how many times do we look at women on the television? It's like, God, she looks amazing for her age and um, Jennifer Lopez still looking 21. And it's like, it's okay to get older and it's yeah. hard. It's hard for all of us. Um, but, you know, I guess we need to sort of change our mindset and it's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It, Who knows it, if it will happen, but it'd be nice to think, wouldn't it? Yeah, an interesting one I always I always take away from what you're just saying is Emma Brain. Do you follow Emma Brain on Instagram? She's here in, in, in Dubai. Emma Brain? Yeah, Emma no, Brain. No, but I feel Emma like B. I recognize Emma name. Emma B. Well, she used to be on the radio. And ah, maybe that's why. She's I done a lot of stuff that yeah. now she does a lot of freelance work. Yes, and I do. And she'll, always, she'll be posting a lot about, not about menopause necessarily, although... Mm-hmm. She could be in the perimenopause bracket. Oof! I hope Emma's not listening. To this she, yet. Of course, she's listening. She's going to be sending me a, a message as soon as she hears this <laughs> podcast. But uh, she talks about exactly what, what you're talking about, and she'll post pictures of you know her doing photo shoots or whatever, and then she'll post the other pictures when she's not wearing all her makeup and when she's just feeling blah and, and whatever. And it's yeah, and and that, you know, why is there reverse expectations and why is it, and, you know, and just talking about some of the stressors that she faces as, as a woman who's, yeah. who's you know, every year is another year. And, this constant need to feel yeah. attractive, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think that's a huge thing is once you've gone through menopause, you don't feel attractive or, yeah. or you know, wanted or fanciable anymore, you know? And it's, it's not the case. It's just that's how we feel, and we need to be more accepting of people as they get older. Absolutely. So, accept people that want to have children younger, and also accept people getting a bit older. It, so, it did, I, I want to, but menopause. So, you know, I've I've hit four year. I've, I've gone through perimenopause, or a woman has gone through perimenopause. Then she's officially menopausal. Made it. Get used to it. Yeah, she gets the badge. You know, yeah. she just starts wearing it around everywhere. I am, you know. Does what what changes then after that? Does it does everything just kind of balance out? Or? Well, yeah, just just the changes that we mentioned, James, and that's it. So and then you, it just you, is. You won't you won't get the hot flashes. You've got to look after your bone health a little bit more. Yeah. Look after cardiovascular health. Um, always really. Um, you will. You still have the the problems down below with some vaginal dryness, lack of libido, as we mentioned. Um, so that never fat changes. distribution changes. No, these don't no. change. And and if anything, it's just something that might even sort of continue over time okay. unless you get some supplements and aids for them. So nothing really changes after that point and you won't get the hormonal highs and lows anymore. You'll be a bit more steady and sometimes That can be good. But it can be. Yeah, it can yeah. be it can be very good. And um but otherwise it can also be, be the uh, reverse because maybe people find themselves at, yeah, at feeling a bit low. Yeah. yeah. Um, that could be bad. Yeah. Um, but if you're somebody that has supplemented with HRT, then that, that's not that's not the case. Okay. Um, you'll probably but you'll stop using the HRT much. after a while. Yeah, and, and as I say, for each person, it's different. Okay. Um, so people can remain on HRT for up to ten years. You know, it's it's it, it really does depend on the individual person and also the prescribing doctor and how knowledgeable they are about the current data and and it will change. Look, we'll have this podcast in. 10, 20 years, and it could be a totally different cup of tea, or there might be something a different supplement or something that's out there that will support people. But there's, it's definitely worth looking into. So you know what we've got to do? Go on. Because we know we've got the menopause doctor in the UK. Maybe yeah. we need to have a regular check-in on what, what they're talking about with menopause. 
Um, I mean, we could say that about every single medical yeah. thing there, James. There we yeah. go. So this <laughs> this show is going to go on forever. We'll just keep revisiting all the topics. What we could do is have like a medical <laughs> update show where it's like, right, what's new? There we yeah. there we go. We got our monthly medical update show. So very quickly, I had um, an intern that is working with us at the moment, and he was doing some exams in the UK, and he asked me if a seventeen-year-old refused treatment, then and he was going to die, can he refuse the treatment? And I say, well, this goes down to Gillick competence and you'd have to check his capacity to make that decision, etc. So this is what I told him before his exam. Literally last week, apparently it changed. And now an under 18-year-old has not got the right in the UK to choose to die. Oh. So therefore they have to medically intervene. There's no court case. It's just automatically okay. overturned. And thank God he read that the night before his exam because otherwise he might, <laughs> would have got the question wrong. Yeah. So things change all the time in medicine and we always have to be on top of it. So one of... Well, and obviously of, I was not on top of that one because... <laughs> but it's okay. I'm not working in a at the moment. So I'm likely okay. to happen. But one of our monthly podcasts is going to be the medical update show. Okay, we let's just, do it. We just go through the lit and see what's happening. I will just also explain to listeners that James promises quite a lot of things at the end of each podcast, <laughs> no, no. only which maybe about 30% come to life. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll all happen. Promise big. <laughs> Deliver big. <laughs> Where are we going on our next podcast? What's What are we going to talk about? I don't know. I, I'm sure we will. Uh, we'll the medical update. Week. We haven't done one of those Let's in a while. Let's do a medical update okay, show then. There we go. Okay. It's, it's all of the wild, wacky, cool, and interesting things about medicine. We should also have a, a weird and wonderful show one day about all the weird things you didn't know about your body. That'll be the show after. after yeah. yeah. So okay. we got the next two lined up. So now you know exactly where we're going for the next two shows. Stay dialed in, whether you're on YouTube or listening right here on the podcast. It's the same great content, but when you get to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For my bad side. I'm, I'm really... <laughs> what? This is my bad side. Like, I really oh, really? Thought, we, yeah. should have, we should have changed that around. It's my alien side, yeah. It, it, it looks fine. I don't, <laughs> Thanks, I don't, I'm looking at it. Because you, you got the good side? Is but the bad I, side? Well, okay, hold on. Swing over. <laughs> Dr. Jenna Burton is here. We've been talking about menopause and you can join us on the podcast anytime you want. Just find us on Spotify and download and listen. We'll do it all again really, really soon. My name is James Pikeway and this is Podaholics coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. Dubai.